Stenography and the Typewriter by Willis Duff Piercy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Stenography and the Typewriter by Willis Duff Piercy. It is difficult to see how man could now dispense with any of the great inventions and discoveries that give him power over time and space. Not one of them could be sacrificed without corresponding loss of power. Among the great devices that economize time are stenography and the typewriter. Stenography is the world's business alphabet, the typewriter its commercial printing press. The word stenography is derived from the Greek adjectives stenos, meaning narrow or close, and the Greek verb graphine, signifying to write. Stenography, therefore, is the art of close or narrow writing, so named, perhaps, from the great amount of meaning that by its use is packed into a narrow compass. It is a phonetic system in which brief signs are used to represent single sounds, groups of sounds, whole words, or groups of words. The idea of stenography or shorthand writing originated in ancient times. Antiquarians have tried to show, with more or less plausibility, that it was practiced more than a thousand years before the birth of Christ by the Persians, Egyptians, and Hebrews. Abbreviated writing for taking down lectures and preserving poems recited at the Olympic and other games was used by the Greeks. The first known practitioner of the art of shorthand writing was Tiro, who lived in Rome, 63 BC, and who was the stenographer of the great orator Cicero. He took down in shorthand the speeches of his master, by whom they were afterward revised. Plutarch says that when the Roman Senate was voting on the charge which Cicero had preferred against Catiline, Cicero distributed shorthand reporters throughout the Senate House for the purpose of taking down the speeches of some of the leading senators. At the close of St. Paul's letter to the Colossians, there is a note to the effect that the epistle was written from Rome by Tychicus and Onesimus. It has been supposed that Tychicus acted as shorthand writer and Onesimus as transcriber. Certain it is that the early Christian fathers employed a system of shorthand writing. St. Augustine refers to a church meeting held at Carthage in the 4th century of the Christian era at which eight shorthand writers were employed, two working at a time. Charlemagne, the great king of the Franks, who died in 814 AD, delved deep into the art of shorthand writing as practiced by Tiro, Cicero's stenographer. In chapter 38 of David Copperfield, Charles Dickens describes his own experience with shorthand thus, quote, I bought an approved scheme of the noble art and mystery of stenography, which cost me ten and sixpence, and plunged into a sea of perplexity that brought me, in a few weeks, to the confines of distraction. The changes that were rung upon dots which in such a position meant such a thing, and in such another position something else, entirely different, the wonderful vagaries that were played by circles, the unaccountable consequences that resulted from marks like fly's legs, the tremendous effects of a curve in a wrong place, not only troubled my waking hours, but reappeared before me in my sleep. When I had groped my way blindly through these difficulties, and had mastered the alphabet, which was an Egyptian temple in itself, there then appeared a procession of new horrors called arbitrary characters, the most despotic characters I have ever known, who insisted, for instance, that a thing like the beginning of a cobweb meant expectation 
and that a pen and ink skyrocket stood for disadvantageous. When I had fixed these wretches in my mind, I found that they had driven everything else out of it. Then, beginning again, I forgot them. While I was picking them up, I dropped the other fragments of the system. In short, it was almost heartbreaking." Unquote. Till near the middle of the last century, all systems of shorthand writing were more or less crude and illogical. About 1837, Isaac Pittman, an Englishman, put stenography upon a phonetic basis, and therefore a scientific basis. As there are in the English language 43 different sounds represented by 26 letters, Pittman adopted a shorthand alphabet in which consonants were represented by simple straight or curved strokes, the light sounds denoted by light strokes and the heavy sounds by heavy strokes. Quote, the leading heavy vowels are represented by six heavy dots and a like number of heavy dashes placed at the beginning, middle, or end of the strokes and before or after as they precede or follow the consonants. The same course is followed with the light vowels. Diphthongs are provided for by a combination of dash forms and by a small semicircle differently formed and placed in different positions. Circles, hooks, and loops are employed in distinct offices." Unquote. Pittman's invention of a phonographic alphabet for shorthand was the beginning of verbatim reporting that has spread to every land which Anglo-Saxon civilization has touched. There is scarcely a legislative body, a court of importance, or a great convention of any kind whose proceedings are not taken down on the spot in shorthand, accurately and at once, to say nothing of the very wide use of stenography in private business. In this bewildering commercial whirl of the 20th century, time is money, and stenography is time. The typewriter invented about 40 years ago is parallel to stenography in importance. The daily volume of the world's business could not be accomplished without it, and, as in the case of all the great inventions, men do not see how they got on before it came. The world owes the typewriter to two Americans, John Pratt and Christopher L. Scholes. Pratt was born in Unionville, South Carolina, April 14, 1831. In 1867, while in England, he produced the first working typewriter that ever secured a sale. A description of his machine in one of the English periodicals attracted the attention of Scholes, who was born in Pennsylvania in 1819, but who at that time was living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He began working at the idea of the typewriter borrowed from Pratt, and in the same year that Pratt's machine was first made, Scholz produced a typewriter that was practically successful and started the manufacture of a machine that was to become increasingly useful and finally indispensable. No business in recent years has grown more rapidly than the typewriter industry. From nothing 40 years ago, it has grown into an industry producing nearly a quarter of a million machines a year and employing thousands of workmen. American manufacturers not only supply the home trade with their output, but export machines to every part of the civilized world, making this country the home and center of the world's typewriter industry. End of Stenography and the Typewriter by Willis Duff Piercy